Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, and we're still rolling in search of that first Grizzlies victory. No, it did not come last night. You guys know that by now. And there ain't much joy when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies right now in the city. In the city. 0-5 after a tough 133-109 loss to the Utah Jazz. Left you as the only winless team in the league. Sad state of affairs. It certainly is. Helps on the way. In the form of Bismack Biombo. He signed up. That came over last night. Come on in, buddy. Help out as much as you can. Because let me tell you this. This team, right now, it stinks. ESPN had it wrong yesterday on the power rankings. Remember the Grizzlies were 27th and ahead of teams like the Wizards. This team's the worst team in the league right now. And you can fight me on that if you want to. I'm talking about right now today. As they throw up three-pointer after three-pointer, and it's clang after clang after clang. 133 points to the Jazz, 79. A franchise record allowed at halftime? Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, We'll find joy. If we were Texas Rangers fans, we'd have some joy. Yeah. Right? Sadly, we are not. Uh, Maybe we'll get some today out of the Memphis women's soccer team. They are the number one seed in the AAC tournament. They're in the semifinals. They play at 3 o'clock. Or perhaps we'll get some, even though it won't count, in an exhibition performance by Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers tonight against Lamoan Owen. So we've got a lot going on, and, John, we need to try to find the joy because it's real dark right now if you're you're focused on Grizz. Yeah, it is, but uh, I think we also need to be willing to confront the the darkness uh, as well. Uh, And and I think we need to be able to – I want y'all to come out the dark. Well, we got 20 games. I'm tired. I'm, we got to win now. 20 games. Uh, so we got a little bit. We got a little bit. We got to settle in. We got to get comfortable Out with of this. the darkness. And uh, we got to be willing to uh, face it head on uh, and not try to uh, dress it up or, uh, you know, try to, you know, uh, make it sound like something that it isn't. We got we to gotta, uh, address this thing. Boy, I'm dressed. It's worse. Even straight away. Right. Yes. Yes. And I think. I think addressing. I think we need to be okay with saying the truth. I think we need to be okay with it, calling it this what it is. Hurts. Uh, and so we will indeed label it here momentarily as the Grizzlies do move to 0 and 5. Damn. Uh, today on the show, Drew Hill's going to join us. Uh, I, unfortunately, Jason, I, it appears you didn't make the cut 
But uh, I did get the uh, wedding invitation hand-delivered today. I, I, I came into it. so Congratulations on that. Yeah. So, you know, again, exclusive club here. Maybe. Uh, I don't know Drew that well, even okay. though he's a week. You guys are yes. closer, much closer. Maybe next time. So Maybe. I don't feel disrespected here. Uh, Appreciate you setting that up that way. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna. I had to address it on the front end. Lovely invitation here. I ran into his fiance on Friday night, and I had heard that invitations went out, and that's why I was like, "Oh, really? Is that so? Is oh, that true?" Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I, so I got it hand delivered. They so. get out and about. I saw them at a uh, 901 FC game, I believe, earlier this year. The, uh, those two, they really get out on the town, don't they? Enjoy it, you love birds. Young love. That's right. Enjoy I remember it. them days. Uh, so good stuff. Andrew is going to join us. Drew Hill is going to join us. We will ask him why is Jason not invited to the wedding? No, we won't. Uh, at eleven twenty-five, we're going to try to plod through what you say we must address. We with must Drew. address, not necessarily with Drew, but uh, I think for the as a show, as as a show, I think we need to address it. Uh, Drew can help us plod through. And, and and yeah, like we'll get into we'll get into all the discussion. We'll get into all the things people are saying on social well, yeah, media. Well, Santi, please yes. get out the play group. Yes, we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into all of that uh, today on the show. Drew Hill at 1125, Jeff Calkins uh, at 125. So that is the show today. There are a, a lot of things we can point to and, and, and be excited about. There's no question about that. Peace you mentioned joy. Memphis Tiger basketball has their final exhibition tonight. Javon Quinterly is going to play. That's awesome. He's going to get some reps in, and then we will be playing real basketball. Let's go. That counts on Monday. That's right. Week so from we'll, tomorrow, you're in Columbia, as I point out to you, playing Missouri. Kind of crazy. About to get real serious crazy. real fast. And Penny will be suspended for that one. Correct. First 30. Yeah, so it's going to be a weird sight. But, uh, but yeah, we must start with uh, these Memphis Grizzlies, who are, yes, 0-5 on the season. They are the last remaining winless team in the National Basketball Association. And it was absolutely, from start to finish yesterday, miserable. It was a complete no-show by the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and... You know, I, I don't really necessarily care about the margin. It doesn't really make okay. it, the loss feel any worse to me. Okay. If they would have lost by three or 300, it's still 0-5, right? It's still uh, going to be the Grizzlies being the last winless team in the NBA. So um, it doesn't really matter to me. But it, it it was jarring. It was like, damn, really? Like 0-4? I, I, uh, I just saw the Instagram post from Marcus Smart about how much he loved this team was coming together and how we were so close. And y'all are getting beat by 100 points in the third quarter. I mean, that's the – Oh, he's trying to keep I understand, things but the, positive. You don't have to gaslight us about it. You don't have to uh, – I don't think that is spin as much as it is it's just trying to keep a positive attitude about a bad situation. Well, look what, – what, Either way you want to take it. You want to lay this at Marcus Smart's feet? Well, no, no, I'm just saying it, no, it's not his fault. It's, it's actually – hit a three last uh, night. We, we've laid it at, who, at the feet of whose fault it is. You know, we've already done that. We've already, you know, handed out the accountability biscuit. All right. That's Ja Morant. And he's got he's to live with that, and he's got to, you know – Cope with that however much he wants. I mean, if you know, or, or can. If you were doing like a Venn diagram of who deserves the most blame for this, Ja's going to take up a lot of that. I don't blame the front office for making draft picks in 2022, man. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get guys in cost-controlled situations that can p- potentially be really good players for you and you don't have to overspend in free agency. You're supposed to draft players in a small market because you can't get them in free agency. They missed, but I, a million times out of a million, I will say, make draft picks. You know, 
when you have the chance to do it, you should do it in a small market. Now, if you're, you know, the 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 Lakers or something, that's different. You know, where you can attract the best free agents and things like that. Grizzlies can't do that. Their best shot at continuing to stay good is to have young players coming through the pipeline. It's how they got Desmond Bain. It's how they got Jaron Jackson Jr. It's how they got John Morant. It's how they got Santi Aldama. Like that is the formula. So they, the the players that they drafted in 2022 stink, but they at least. They should have done that. They should have drafted players. Zaire Williams stinks. They took a swing. Whatever you know, like it, it, it didn't. It didn't connect. But I still, you know, I respect the 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 work that went into it. They were just wrong, you know. And that happens in the NBA uh, as well. But this is the worst team in the NBA right now. Like th- that is the facts. Uh, what they currently have, with, you know, with with their with their bench and and their you know rotation. Luke Kennard not being able to 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 you know make shots consistently. Yeah, that's been rough. Uh, it's the worst team in the league. You know, it's not the uh, oh man, because I think what I think what people are not doing, Jason, is like they're not updating their priors. And what I mean is, people sort of have this conventional wisdom about the Grizzlies of years past with Ja or with Tyus. Let's say with Tyus. Uh, to where they just sort of assume that, oh, man, you know, short uh, short favorite, short underdog, we're going to go on the road, we're going to win that game. That's what we do. We're not going to start 0-5. We can't start 0-5. And it's just like, yeah, you can. And, and, and let me give you another heads up. You can start 0-6. You can start 0-7 if you don't come to play. You know, this is, this is a limited Grizzlies team. There are reasons. There are, there are a million reasons. We can go through them. And they're valid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sitting here saying that this team is just on its own merit, no matter what, the, the worst team in the NBA. But it is. And as such, I think the question to me becomes just how much ground is Ja going to have to make up when he gets back? I think he will. I think he will fix a lot of these ills. But how much ground is he going to have to make up when he does return and 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 what is possible? Like if this team does finish six and nineteen in the twenty five, yeah. seven and eighteen, which I think is firmly on the table, well, that's a lot. To that's a lot, man. I mean, you talk about the pace you have to play with. But I think that is that is possible. That is possible right now, and I think that's the that's the disturbing piece of this start for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you. I, I think most of our our discussions before we got in this zero and five point have been about treading water and. You know, staying around 500, um, but they need to be about how deep underwater you're going to be when Jai's back. And here's the question: Is it so deep that this becomes a throwaway season? Because that's where you're. That that's really the next question: Is is this going to get so bad that it's to a point where you can't catch up? Yep. And maybe your best hope is 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 trying to catch on to a a playing spot. And we realize this. You know, this team's been there as well, and that gives you a chance. But are you going to be that team that that again, your your hole is too deep to get out of. That's that's what it becomes. And so we've said you got three of these where him, Bain, and Jaron are under contract. You're on the clock. It's the words we've continued to use. Yep. And if you've dug yourself too far of a, of a hole, namely biggest reason because of Ja's decisions. Yep. Ja could cost you a whole year here. You know, 
that that's what you never anticipated. Exactly. And, and that's what we need to be talking about now. Rather than the you talk about the priors and the bouncing back, right? And you're right. What was it? It was thirty one and fifteen last two years in the regular season without job. That was a a, a a twenty and five and an eleven and ten. And this year it's what? Oh and five. It's coming back, y'all. So we have to forget about the old plucky team that can win without job. No, 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 no. And so my concern now is that because again we've had to, we've had to move the expectations based on this start. We were talking about being around 500. 6 and 19 looks like a real possibility right now. It does. You have to wonder has he in 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 his decision making and whether the league has had to respond to this have you thrown away one of those 3 years because you're going to mm. be so far back. Mm. Uh, because the position's going to be so tough, you know. I'm hopeful no. Now that's not coming from the old what you just talked about cuz we got to race the history. That I'm hopeful that no, having Santi back, Kennard hopefully starting to hit some threes, then getting job back. You know, can things can start to get back to a a, a little bit of normalcy around here to a point where yeah, this can still be a playoff season where you're not just completely throwing it away. But that's the concern right now when you look at what Jaws coming back to because it's a real question. Can he save this by himself? No, obviously guys like Santi and you know what you're getting now from from all it's got to go up from everybody. Yep. But but Jaws the biggest piece of you and you wonder is this enough to come back to to make a real push? Right. Right to 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 make a real true of some value out of this well, like season. What, like what becomes other than just missing the playoffs? Oh, we got more lessons right, to learn. Right, you know what I'm saying? We got more to do because yes. again, this this thing's measured by playoff success, and now you're at a point where you may be so far behind you can't you, you're missing out on it this year. Yeah, like to me, the question is like, okay, what 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 are the goalposts? Right? Okay, we 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 said all right, uh, we we still think this team can be a you know a, a four or five seed, you know. Uh, Given even with the save at Stephen Adams, injury. I think after after that Sunday we got that news like five six was what right okay so five what six you're hoping for I think so, top four you know is going to be pretty so, tough so now they're zero and five yeah. so now is it get into the play in I think it's I mean, getting it, into the play in it's getting to a point there because you you wonder where these wins are going to come you're 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 losing to supposedly bad teams exactly you getting you getting run off the floor exactly. So I can't circle Houston or circle both Portland games that said, "Well, here it is. This is what these are the ones that are going to get us back to eight wins through this first twenty-five or nine wins." Because I'm telling you right now, ten you're, and fifteen exactly looks right. out. Ten and fifteen looks out the out the window. So, I mean, what? Uh, again, I hope Ja understands that you can't put your. We talked so much about what Ja had potentially cost himself as a player in this league, right, mm-hmm. individually mm-hmm. with the sponsorships and the $40 million for the, you know, for, the, for the max that you lose out on not making All-NBA. You know, we haven't talked as much about what you potentially could have cost this team. It's not just, oh, last two years when I've been out, they've been so good. And still, you know, in the playoffs, yeah, yeah we take a step back last season. It's now have you cost, you know, one of, this, one of the three years in this window that you've got all three. You have to it, it, he ha- you have to be asking yourself that question watching this team on the basketball court right now. I, I, I agree. Um, and, like, it's – it's like it, it, to me, it's not really the time to, like, have discussions about, um, you know – because cause I do think that these – they're not excuses. The Grizzlies are completely ravaged. Now, some of them are self-inflicted, some of – as we know. Like, it's the combination of no jaw and then the injuries to Steven and Brandon Clark. And the combination of you missed on some draft picks, right? So yes, it's like, you have it's non-rotation all these, players, yes. partly because of what you missed on. Yes. 
I mean, you know, if that was Trey Murphy instead of Zaire, if it's right. Walker Kessler instead of LaRayview, right. you know, yep. those things yep. are now exposed. Absolutely. More so, and glaring. So what I wonder is, okay, has this shown you, like as bad as, the, as, bad as it is, has this shown you that you need to be aggressive at the trade deadline? Like, have you? Do you look at? Well, it depends on what you're giving up. But to your point, can you afford to waste any of these three exactly, years? Exactly. Exactly. Because nothing's promised. You've after punted that. half a season. I mean, like just because. I mean, you have 25 games without Ja, and then you know you're already 0 and 5. So you've punted half of a season. So to me, I would, and I know it's like a, it, it's a very small sample, but I've already, like I'm like all precincts reporting, dog. I've seen enough. <laughs> like it's you got to add something else. It's not gonna like Bismack Biombo. He's gonna be like serviceable, you know. And he, I think he will help at the margins because he's just a better basketball player and he's just more like he was doing decent enough things. But he's not gonna come here and and change the trajectory of this season mm-hmm. or the next. And I think I think you're exactly right. Like you can't get into situations where you are wasting precious years because you are not guaranteed a damn playoffs. thing. You're not guaranteed a damn thing. You don't get to sit back and say, well, we've got this core that's 24 years old of Desmond, Jaron, and John. Like, you only have that till you don't. So you can't just sit back and say, well, we'll just know because it, it, it goes faster than you can imagine. Because you're on the clock and you can't ask to be off now. John, you finished the last two that's years exactly the number right. two seed in the West. Yep. Last like, you don't get to get back off and rest on your laurels and say, oh, we just had one bad year. We'll come we'll back and get it right all right next up. year. It's not the way it no, works in this because league. like we said, and you're, it doesn't wait. with the way you've got these guys signed up, what you've got is the next three yes. years, you've opened up that window, and the expectations are high. And so, so to come in, John, and, any, you know, to not make the playoffs, massive failure that obviously you'd look number one at, at John Morant, but then the like we said, it's a, it's a, it's a storm of things that have come back to, to haunt you and, his absence has certainly, you know, uh, made those uh, made those mistakes in the draft. You know, these injuries to Stephen Adams and, and and Brandon Clark. It's it's just made them glaring. I don't know what uh, that looks like, by the way, but I just feel like you you need to you need to be active at 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 the deadline. I just do. Um, you know, because I, getting into the play in, by the way, like I don't even mean that in a negative sense, like. The Heat were in the play-in. The Lakers were in the play-in. Like whatever, like that. You know that it happens, and you can come out of that, and you can make a run. Well, thank, thank goodness for it. Yes. At this point, yes. with where the Grizzlies are in the standings, yes. that you've got a situation where you can play yourself into the playoffs. But, but I think, thank goodness for those other couple like, of spots. Like you know, like, like I, I don't know what the national media. You may very well be in it. But I think that it, that that needs to be sort of the okay. What what can we reasonably? Because look, I, I know that. I know the defense has been a big topic, and it is not good. There's no doubt about it's 22nd. that. Twenty-second. Yeah, I think a lot of that is due to that they've gotten really unlucky with opponent three-point shooting percentage, and that will middle out over the course of a season. I'm not saying they're going to become some great unit, but I think it. I feel more confident about that than I do with this offense right now. I do think Ja does fix a lot of this offense. Like he comes in, he's the one-man band. He's going to fix things in transition. He's gonna he's gonna be able to uh, you know get to the free throw line and, and and initiate offense that they just don't they don't have a guy like him right now and they're missing it plainly and clearly, um, and I think he does make other guys better so I do think Ja really will come in and it will look ten times better, but but dude that's twenty games away and even after that it's like is it just gonna happen immediately or is it gonna take Mm-hmm. Two weeks for him to just get reacclimated to the speed and the you know physicality. I you know I I assume yes. So let's say he's he's out twenty more games, Jason. But let's say it might take you know twenty four to twenty six until 
we see him at full strength and like you know because I'm just going to give him some ramp up time. Yep. I mean, it's not like this is where gonna, are you then? Right. So, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I don't know where this team is then, bro. It's it, it's hard to say. Uh, they have two games coming up against the Blazers where sharp people that I respect think this will be the time. This is it. Now the, the time to do what split the, or the Grizzlies? Or get both? Well, yes. Are they saying or are they just talking on the the first one? It, well, yeah. And just in terms of the first one, they said uh, one one of the sharp NBA guys I know said, "If you're giving me plus money, I'm about to find out how much the Grizz suck." Basically saying, "I'm gonna I'm betting if you give me anything plus, I'm betting Grizzlies." Dude, it it's looked bad on the road. They should be underdogs. I mean, I'm not sure how you make them favorites right now. And you made a fantastic point this morning that I went and researched. Scoot Henderson getting hurt last night is probably a good thing for them because what Brogdon has not been starting, his numbers are good. Correct. They're going to push him into the starting lineup. He's shooting 40% from three, averaging about 18 points. They're probably a better team with Scoot off the floor. You're going to get a better a – better, you know, Sharp is playing well, averaging 20. I mean, they, they, they got dudes even though they're, you know, supposed to eight and yep. – They got dudes even though they're supposed to be – you know, as bad as there is in the West. Exactly. So, um, the, you know, Scoot going down, he'd started every game. Might be might be a bad thing for the Grizzlies. Yeah. He'd been, he had been awful. Been Eight t- points and all out. the percentages are pathetic. Truly awful. Uh, yeah. so, I hadn't seen much of him, but I, but I saw the numbers. And then they, they, they still have credible NBA players. They have Jeremy Grant. They have DeAndre Ayton. Grant, I didn't mention. You know, I mean, they Aiden, have. Sharp, uh, Brogdon. That's enough to, to win. I mean, it is. To give you a hard time. Yeah. And if it, these teams keep shooting like they're shooting against the Grizzlies. Rob Mike, Williams and, off the bench. I mean, last he's doing nothing, though. I'm still, I looked so at it just is, to, is, just to is see the price, if, what, if I want I mean, how so they're, he, not, they're not even – they're barely what, playing. Rob I think Williams, it's 7-5 or something. I saw it on So he's it. not happy. I, I can't not, imagine he, that he is. They're playing yeah. Aiden. He wasn't happy in the first place about going there. No. So he will be moved. He will 100% get traded. But what's the price? Maybe it's going down. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it will. I I just don't I don't know. They added Biombo, so will they? You know, dude, he ain't the guy that they, you need. Start. You could put Rob next to Jaron. Right. All of a sudden, you're fighting. It's back a real five, solution. Four. Yeah. It's a real solution. You can't put Bismax for hole. when Bismax for when Jaron's out of the game. Right. You can't put him. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I look. I do it. I mean, we've talked about it. I think. He's, yeah. Well, the need's gone up. And maybe to the, your point, and, so I'm I'm leaning more your way in terms of the urgency of doing something like that. Right. And maybe the price yeah. is. At first it was, let's survey the land. Well, we've surveyed it the first five games. It ain't looking so damn good. You know what I mean? When yep. we started with, exactly. with Sunday's news, that yes. Sunday coming into the season. So now we've got gone. a little bit of a sample size. We'll see, you know, because folks, it's I mean. Probably, it's going it's to be a deadline, a trade deadline move, I would think, right? I mean, you're, yes. you're not going to do anything right now. You're going to wait and see what, you know, it looks like with Bismack and um, just try to hold the fort. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Drew Hill about this, Oof. get his thoughts on uh, what the Grizzlies, uh, how they manage, uh, not just these next 20, but the rest of the season. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And more. Stick around. Jason and John, I'm trying to film ESPN. Uh, get ready to start the NFL week off right tonight because right now all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Titans and Steelers. Yes, your Tennessee Titans in action tonight. You'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. What's Levis going to do? NFL same-game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular uh, SGPs that are pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app and very useful for new users that want to learn how to put those SGPs, same-game parlays together. Visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith, J-S-M-I-T-H, so you don't miss out on this chance to get that no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and, of course, 92.9 FM. ESPN must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanon.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. The Boston Bruins are picking up right where they left off as they have 17 points in their first nine games. Tonight, they host Toronto. The Bruins lead the Eastern Conference with a plus 15 goal differential and have given up just 14 goals in nine games. The BetQL five-star best bet is to grab the Bruins at home over the Maple Leafs. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Leaders Credit Union is West Tennessee's most trusted credit union at LeadersCU.com. 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah, I know my name. Come on. First of all, I know these so-called players wouldn't tell you this what? But I'ma be real and say what's on my heart Drew Hill yeah. covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian He is chronicling it all He joins us every Thursday and he joins us now What's up, my guy? What's up? Hey, I just wanted to, uh, first of all I wanted to apologize to Jason for John's behavior at the top of the show. Um, What happened was I didn't know if I was going to be here for a little bit, as as has been well documented, and now (laughs) I am. So now that I'm definitely going to be here in Memphis, when I invited people to my wedding, yes, I didn't invite everybody in the sports media world because I figured, oh, man, that might be awkward. So invitations got sent out. Yep. And John happened to run into my fiance at the game. But Jason, if you would like to come to my wedding with your wife, your boy, <laughs> I really, I, Drew, I really deliver, appreciate that. I is that a, that's, that's like a fake invite? That is like you should, no. no, that's a fake invite. And I hate invite. that he feels pressure to do that, pressured by you and your antics. Uh, Drew, I will say I am notorious for being invited to weddings. Uh, including John's, and then not showing up, and so save yourself, okay. save yourself the trouble. I, I appreciate that, and again, I'm I'm with you. That was irresponsible of John. Yeah, but well, no, we come to expect that here. Jason did show up, 
to Mexico. He just didn't cover the wedding. Exactly. Which was, uh, you know. Once I found out I had to pay. That's his prerogative. For me and for Chris to come. Uh, yeah, John and I had an issue there. That's his prerogative. You know what I'm saying, Drew? If you want to come to Cancun in the same exact time that I'm getting married and you just don't yeah. want to attend the wedding, like, that's cool, man. Yep. You know what I mean? Intention was to go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, it, 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 it's, it was very confusing, and we don't need to relitigate this uh, on the air with you. I'm excited about your uh, wedding that I uh, basically punished, uh, you know, I, I, I pressured your uh, wife into your fiancé into giving me, and so I'm very excited to do this. Uh, all right, what's most wrong with the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, they just don't have the firepower right now to keep up in a lot of these games. I mean, I think that several things can be true. I mean, first of all, you just look down the line of the players that used to be on this team were mostly productive professionals, whether that be the Anthony Melton or Kyle Anderson um, or Tyus Jones, and those were the guys that were stepping into minutes when the stars were off the floor. And they were able to be very, very successful. And now you simply just don't have that anymore for a number of reasons. I mean, one, because you can't pay everybody. Like, that was never going to be a possibility to just maintain the same roster you've had and run it back several years in a row. That's just not how the NBA works. So, obviously, I think that they have sort of been hampered by that. Um, I think the front court in particular is a big problem, like – and now you add Bismack Biombo, you potentially um, could get Santi Aldama back this weekend. I would be surprised if we don't see him by at least Sunday. Um, so I think you're getting a little bit of help. Um, and Santi in particular, like it's kind of crazy that we're talking about this, but like he at least has a little bit of a scoring punch. So like you, you kind of are desperate to get him back in the lineup because you just you haven't gotten anything from these younger players on in the uh, you know the back half of your rotation and that's just really really hurt them like when as soon as Bain comes off the floor the team instantly just feels lost and that's been a major problem and then it's also it is partly true you know th- they have to do a better job of defending the three point line but the fact that th- these two teams as i pointed out last night like they shot 45 for 90 from 3 the worst team at defending the three-point line in the entire NBA last season was the Spurs. They gave up threes at a 39% clip. So that should tell you, like, mathematically, these other teams are not going to keep up that level of three-point shooting, but you have to defend it a little bit better. I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle here. But to me, those are the major problems. It's like the offense is struggling every time Bain goes out of the game, and the defense – although it has a bit of a history of picking up as the season goes along, is not where it needs to be right now either, and they're getting bad shooting luck you know, from their opponents. Um, Drew, they're shooting the third most three-pointers in, in terms of attempts in the league. I think only the, only the Mavs and Kings are shooting more, and yet you know, we've, we've seen it. Whether they missed 40 last night, I think it was their 22nd in, in three-point shooting percentage. My question is to you, I know Taylor said we got to play this way, and, I, and I've heard some, you know, this is the NBA and everything else. Do you expect them to be, you know, 
that prolific? You know, that many, when Ja gets back, is that going to be a balance? Is it going to stay that high? Is it going to change a little bit? Is, when he says this is what we got to do, is that just for right now during this time where, you know, they feel like they're getting clobbered inside, this is the best way to play when Ja's out? Or will it, you know, will they be a team that's shooting this many when Ja's back as well? Well, I hope it's not this many when Ja comes back. But it is, It's again, not to go all math on everybody, but it's mathematically true that the most efficient shots in the NBA are layups at the rim and three-pointers because those are the shots that have the most value in a particular game. So I can understand Taylor Jenkins' reasoning for saying we need to shoot more three-pointers this season. I get that. But right now they're just shooting more three-pointers because they can't create offense, and that's when you get yourself Mm -hmm. in trouble. You have guys like like Desmond Bain who is forcing up shots right now because he has to, because he doesn't have another choice, because as soon as he comes out of the game or you take the ball out of his hands, the offense has been a, a mess. And I hope, I also hope that a lot of this is them trying to adjust to this new, these new running habits. It's not an entirely new system, but it's, mm-hmm. it is, there are changes that they've made that they're still adjusting to. I mean, if I'm a Grizzlies fan sitting here trying to hold out hope, trying to find silver linings and be optimistic like maybe you point to that and you say well they're still not used to that maybe that's part of the reason why the offense is struggling um but the truth is they're shooting a lot of threes because they're trailing in these games because the other teams are making a lot of threes and they're shooting a lot of threes because they don't have other guys on the team right now that can go create shots i mean you know you would trust melton with the ball in his hands you know, at the end of his Grizzlies career, you definitely trust Kyle Anderson to go get you a shot when you needed one. He had the awkward sort of style that could get into the lane and, and do something like that. They don't have much of that at all outside of Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart right now. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point about when you don't have that creator, what you sort of fall back to doing, you know. And uh, that's why I do think, like, yeah, I, I'm like we have to just say what it is. Like it's bad. It, it's like really, really bad right now. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad in two months. You know, that doesn't mean that at all. Uh, it means that it's bad right now, and that when Ja comes back, he's going to have a lot of work to do. I think the question just becomes, how much work will he have to do in terms of getting this? You know, is is it is he going to have to go on a pace of like, you know, forty and seventeen, or can it be something more like you know? 35 and 22, you know what I mean? I think that's the sort of, and and it, 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 what feels more likely, you know, or, or what am I more comfortable with? If it's a situation where it's 35 and 22, John Morant can take this team to that all day long. I, I mean, I do think they're going to win a lot of games when he gets back, don't you? I Yeah, I do. I think that the, he changes an awful lot for this team. I also think that they're not done making moves. Like, I just... I can't imagine a scenario in which the, in which they would just sit on their hands if this continued to go this way because of the way that everyone's contracts are currently structured. Like, you only have three more years of these three-star players together guaranteed. Like, you have to maximize your window right now. Like, this now is the time to do it. We, you know, th- this team isn't just, like, young and up-and-coming anymore – this team is supposed to be here now. So, like, I would be really surprised if they didn't do something. And adding Ja back, if we talk about their number one problem is they don't have a guy on the floor at all times that can go create a shot. 
like Ja instantly fixes that because now you space Ja and Dez and you always have somebody like that on the court who can score. I think that fixes a ton of problems, particularly offensively. Um, so you're right. It's, it's not good. I think you have to acknowledge that it's not good. And your hope is that you, you have to make it at least decent sooner than later. Because if they come back from this road trip without a win, I mean, the panic button is, is not only going to be on the table, it's going to be pressed probably. So they, they really need a win. They talked about being desperate for a win before they went to Utah. And it didn't look like that last night. And so, you know, I, I think that they – now is the time. Um, they're going to have to figure it out and figure it out as quickly as possible. Just find a way to scrape by with some wins before he comes back. Like that is just such a necessity. Do you, do you, uh, I mean, I guess I know the answer. Do you, you sense a frustration in, in terms of uh, an outward frustration, one that's uh, sort of boiling over with, with Taylor on things? I thought he was a bit more reserved. Uh, I watched some of the postgame last night than the night before. Um, are you sensing a, a growing frustration with, with him? Um, I don't know if it's a growing frustration with him. Like, I don't know if I would categorize it at that. I mean, this is not – like, okay, so everybody likes to point to the fact that, you know, I, I asked him about the momentum being killed, and he didn't like the question, and he said, I have to get better. And I think it was a perfectly fair answer, um, and I think that as a coach that he should, you know, that he's doing the right thing by trying to point the figure at himself. But the truth is it's because as he's gone to those bench units, they have – you know, stop producing and they aren't able to, you know, maintain some of these comebacks that they've tried to make. Obviously I'm not discussing last night in particular, but the the previous games and I get that. Um, But I, you know, this isn't the first time he's, he's done that. Like when he is disappointed in the way that they've played, he's been short before, like it's just kind of naturally what you would do, right? You, you would be frustrated if this team was losing games. Um, and he's been put in an extremely difficult situation. And, like, you know, I'm not I'm not here to be Dabo Sweeney. I said this the other day. But, like, you know, these guys are trying. And this is, they are stuck with what they have right now. It's unfortunate, but they are stuck with what they have right now. There has to be some level of appreciation for the fact that even some of these guys that aren't ready, they're out there trying to play. They're, they're still playing hard. I mean, last night – maybe being an exception, but for the most part, they're still playing really, really hard. And there has to be at least some level of grace because of that. Um, And so, yeah, Taylor is not absent of criticism, but I don't think that this entirely lies on his shoulders. Yeah, uh, I I agree totally. It'll get better, but it it, it may get worse before (laughs) before it gets better. So I don't know, just like – Lock in is what I would say. Buckle up and 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 update your priors and 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 if you truly go into every game, assuming the Grizzlies will lose, you'll be surprised. I think people should do that. I think people should go into every game the Grizzlies play and expect them currently to lose. And that They're way, just not going to do that, John. They've won well, way too much. I know, but you know what? You know what? You remember the Shuley years at Bama? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I- like, I get it. I I get it. But but when when you have star players on your team, especially star players who are coming out to the forefront, saying we're not pes- pressing that uh, panic button in front of us, and we think we're going to be better for this, and 
you continue to lose despite the fact that they keep saying, we're going to come out of it, we're going to come out of it. And, you know, now this has only happened once, really. Like, we were 0-3, nobody really was pressing the panic button. 0-4, I think people were starting to get a little concerned. 0-5, you you see a little bit of, uh, you know, the Grizzlies fans online, definitely antsy. Um, And so, I I don't know. I, I, I just think that when you set those expectations and you have those expectations Coming into the season, it's hard to let go. Uh, this Portland team, John made the point that they might be better off with Scoot Henderson out of there because it'll probably move Malcolm Brogdon into the starting lineup, and Malcolm Brogdon's actually playing pretty well for this Portland team. Just chances that uh, that the Grizzlies are pulling out a split against a team that you look at on, on paper say, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be bad, you should go win, but I don't, you, know, you can't do that anymore. What do you think, Drew? Split? Can they win two? Split? Well, they could certainly win two. Um they're, I, I feel strongly that they're going to at least split, uh, just because Portland is not in a position where they even necessarily uh, want to win. I'm not saying anybody's tanking this early in the season, but like they're, this is not a team that people expect to be competitive. Uh, and the Grizzlies, Grizzlies desperately need it. They played very bad last night. You would think that they'll be very motivated on Friday night going into that game. Um, I don't know what the in-season tournament does juice-wise. I know it's it's pretty clear that the league has has made it clear to both coaches and players and everyone, like, do not crap on our in-season tournament. So they've had a lot of nice things to say about it. Um, but maybe it adds a little bit of juice. I don't know. I would be surprised if they Isn't didn't. That a damn juice. Nobody wants win. this. Nobody likes this. Nobody think, Nobody's, like, uh, looking forward to it. Everybody's crapping on it. It is dumb. And, uh, you know, it's just regular games. You know, they're yeah, just trying. It doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll be honest, like the NIT. Yeah, like who yeah. who is like, you know, I don't know, man. It, it just feels stupid to me. Like maybe like a team like the Magic will care and go out there and win it. I don't know. Uh, you know, the Clippers with Harden, will they try super hard to make a statement in this thing? It's whatever a, a statement is. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go NBA with you. Does it feel? I'll just tell you where I'm at with it. It feels like nobody's talking about the Celtics, and all they do is beat the crap out of everybody. I picked the Celtics to win the championship um, before the season started, and I still feel pretty good about it. You know why? And it doesn't even have to do with like they put 155 up on the damn Pacers yesterday. Well, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with that, and it doesn't even have to do with the fact that I'm like going to come up with some technical basketball reason why I think that they're going to be the best team. I just know the teams that get close so many times like that eventually get over the hump most of the time. And they've been right there a bunch of years. One of these years, Tatum is going to figure it out. They're going to win a championship. This might be that year, man. Like, I, I think he's going to be in an MVP race. I think the Celtics are going to be really good. And I would not be shocked at all if they won the championship. Anybody, yeah. Any surprises for you in the West? Dallas, where New Orleans is, any surprises at all? Um. I mean, Dallas is a is a bit of a surprise. They got a lot of they got crapped on in the preseason. They lost to that Real Madrid team. Um, I guess they're a little bit of a surprise. I just don't know if the if this will hold up for them specifically because they are very reliant on three point shooting. And if Luca plays at this level, which is an MVP level, yep. an entire season, of course they could be you know a playoff team. But, like, let's pump the brakes on some of these teams already because we did the same thing with Utah last year. Remember, last year the Grizzlies went to Utah for two straight road games. They lost the first one by one point, and they got, you know, 
spanked in the second game. So, and everybody was like, whoa, look at Utah. Utah might be the real deal. And then Utah, in the end, turned out to be pretty much what everybody thought they were. It's way too early to come up with grand conclusions here uh, outside of the teams that you just know will be good. The ones like Boston and Milwaukee and Denver. Like, I think those teams have enough continuity where you feel pretty good about making, you know, some sort of analysis. I don't know. I'm not all in on Dallas yet. Yeah. Uh, Drew, uh, before we get you out of here, how are the vibes? Jason, as you know, it's a big week for the Crimson Tide as they are hosting LSU, the best offense in all of college football, coming into Tuscaloosa. In a, uh, it's, is it a revenge spot? It is. It's a revenge spot for you guys. Uh, how are the vibes? Are we feeling a dub? Well, you know, I am, like, always negative as it relates to the University of Alabama, as you guys have probably figured out. At this point, I do the Jeff Calkins model where I just set the expectations as low as possible so I can't get hurt. Um, I do think that Jaden Daniels is better than Joe Milton. So, like, some of those throws that Joe Milton missed, Jaden Daniels is not going to miss, and that is true. Um, so I would expect that LSU is going to put up a, a, a better fight than Tennessee did last week. But – I just think that Alabama's defense is really good. And I, I, if Milrow cannot have a horrible first half the way that the offense had a horrible first half against Tennessee, this, they should be able to move the ball on LSU. I see this as a bit of a shootout. I mean, the total's really dang high. It's 60 and a half. So I, I could see this as like a 31-27 game. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll just see. I don't want to. I don't want to get be too positive. I'm trying to head emotionally hedge here. Always a good plan. Always a good idea. Drew, you're the best, dude. Enjoy. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. He is Drew Hill. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. Uh, that's a big one. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. That's definitely the game I've got my eye on this weekend. Just because of you know, I mean, it's it's an SEC game, night game. It should be an unbelievable stage between mm-hmm. those two teams. You have uh, great offense versus great defense, right? Uh, bad offense with Bama-ish, bad-ish versus terrible defense yeah. in, in LSU. I tend to, if it's a, if we just boil this down and we say it's going to come down to Alabama's offense versus LSU's defense, and both are are, are relatively bad. Mm-hmm. Don't you usually give the edge to the bad offense in that situation, in terms of who you believe sort of will meet, especially at home, meet the moment a little more? Sure. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Milrow is that bad either. I mean, I think he's relative to what Alabama's had in that quarterback room, you know, the last three, four years. But, I mean, I think Saban's done a pretty good job of getting the most out of him, and it seems like he's more confident, you know, now that he knows he's the starter. I think it's hard when you're, like, pulling guys in and out week after week. I don't know, do I have the job? Is it going to – somebody's looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Let me go out there and make some mistakes and, and grow and learn, you know. And I think since that sort of – that, you know, second or third week, since they committed to him full time, you know what I'm saying? Um, sound like uh, sound like you you know almost wanted Drew to convince you. Yeah, I need some. I always but need he's not the to guy to do me. that. Yeah. yeah, I always need. I, I also I don't like LSU can have a day where uh, they look amazing and then they'll have days where you know they give up 55. Yeah, like I don't know really what I'm getting from them um, week to week. They'll beat up on the dregs of the SEC, but like who have they beaten? Who are they actually? Who's their best win? You know, like. I mean, they they were in it with Arkansas. They, I guess Missouri is their best win. Yeah, 
It's Missouri's only loss. At at uh, at Missouri, which, you know, is a good win, but it's like, of course, you're supposed to, you know. I mean, they were favored. Right. So you really haven't um you haven't you were you you haven't you lost a game you were supposed to to win in Florida State. That's you were favored right. in that one. So, you know, I don't know. They don't they, they don't jump off the page at me, is my only thing. So we'll see. Should be a uh fun weekend of uh college football. Come back, Memphis Tiger basketball is uh, playing an exhibition tonight. So we'll get into that, uh, what to expect. Javon Quinterly going to make his debut. Uh, stick around. Jason and John, I'm trying to film ESPN. Milton, play fake again. Looks, fires for the end zone. That pass is going to be caught. Did he stay in bounds? Waiting for the signal. Touchdown, Tennessee. That's Squirrel White. This is Bob Kessling of the Ball Network. Be here each Saturday for all the exciting action of Tennessee football. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Saturday on 92.9, Tennessee plays UConn. Pre-game at 9 a.m. The kickoff is at 11 a.m. on 92.9. This is Coach Josh Heupel. 92.9 FM, ESPN. Memphis' sports station. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 